The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Tommy Dreamer talk to the biggest YouTube sensation in pro wrestling other than Busted Open. Maven joins us. He also talks about the big moment with him and The Undertaker at the Royal Rumble. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I am so pleased to have our next guest on. Not just for the fact, sir, that you look fantastic in a turtleneck, but also your tag team partner that you're with. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, give me some credit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Maven joins us here on Busted Open. Sir, how are you? And please introduce your tag team partner to the Busted Open Nation. This is my uh, this is my boy Kanan. He's a five year old Frenchie, and uh, yeah, we I mean we only dress alike, you know, five days a week. <laughs> I never, I didn't, I don't have a twin, so I don't, I have to, I have to get that that out in in, in any way I can. How are you guys doing this morning? We're great. Good. We're great. You don't. Yeah. I, I, who does me even look like? Like if he was the son of somebody, who would it be? Yul Brenner. Uh, Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Circle gets the square. <laughs> I'm That's sorry. That's a compliment. Uh, yeah, a I compliment. mean, he's one of the most handsome men take it. ever. Your brother uh, was, uh, yeah, he looked good. I, I will take it. And for those that don't know uh, early Hollywood days and le- older Hollywood days, if you look him up, I'll take that. How about Telly Savalas, too? Oh, oh, but have you ever seen Telly Savalas's pinky finger? No. It was jack. Yeah, Google it. It's jack. It was jacked up. But hey, man, I'll take. <laughs> hey, I'll take. Co- I'll take Kojak too. I'll take it. Maven's a very handsome man. I have a picture at the house of uh, Maven and I handcuffed together. We did a match with ISPW and we were handcuffed together. Let's just say a lot of females that have walked into the LaGreca home, friends of Violetta, have definitely shined to that picture because of the very handsome Maven who's with us right now. Um, is that the picture? Is that the picture from our handcuff match, or just the picture that when I came over and we handcuffed? Those are in the dresser. Fun. Those are in the dresser. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. <laughs> but Maven, <laughs> seriously, first of all, congratulations! You have the plaque wow. behind you with all the YouTube. Sc- you've now hit. 200k subscribers yeah. on youtube uh busted open is back on youtube as well now but you have done it and i Love will it. say it we addressed it the last time you were you were on and this is why this is something i talk about here on busted open is that you know one thing that we preach here on busted open it's constructive criticism we don't knock anybody down we don't rip up the business same thing with you maven on youtube like you don't do any of those things and it's funny you showed that you can be extremely successful by doing things the right way 
Well, there's enough people. And if you want to hear people get buried or, or someone bury someone else or uh, just get a, a laundry list of excuses, there's plenty of that shit out there. Like I just when I started this, I wanted I, I came up with a few guidelines for my partner. I said, I'm not going to bury anybody. I'm not going to tell stories that aren't mine. Like, I'm not going to talk about, you know, what I saw backstage between so-and-so and so-and-so. No, if it, if I didn't have anything to do with it, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell about it. I've had people ask me, do videos on ECW. I wasn't in ECW. I would be disrespecting these two legends sitting there with you right now if I talked about that. And most of all, I just wanted to put something positive out, something that people can look forward to every Friday. Obviously, I had no clue it was going to be this successful. My goal was to get about 50,000 subscribers um, within a year. So I'm I'm just I'm happy to the to the wrestling community for continuing to give back to me, to the business that I that I love. And even though my my ring days are behind me, I can still have a, a small uh, a, a small interaction with the business these days. Maven, if somebody is listening right now and has never seen you. I your, can't imagine that. <laughs> and has never uh, seen your YouTube YouTube channel, what is so different about what you do? I, I All right, so, and I had to learn. It took us about two months when we first started. I mean, you know, if there's one thing the business world has taught me, it's that if you're going to do and take on a venture, learn as much as you can. I had to learn what it would take to to be um, to be popular. And here's what I here's what I found out. If you're going to do something, get to the meat of the sandwich quick. That's what I try to do. I do a quick two, three second introduction for anyone who has never seen me. And I have people that aren't even wrestling fans that say I'm not a wrestling fan, but I love what you do. And then I get right into the meat, you know, of like last week's video was on finishers. I think within the first 10 seconds, I was already talking about finishers that I took. So to, to anyone that's 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 starting this, they think fluff is a good thing. It's good if you have a show, if you have a platform like this. If you're trying to grab people's attention quickly and hold it, get to the meat of the sandwich immediately. And also what we do, we try to offer something in the beginning, a reason to stick around, and then obviously pay it off. You know, pay that off at some point in the video. Do you have a specific time frame that you usually like to go? We yeah, well we go over eight minutes because you can fit up more ads in over eight <laughs> minutes, and so that's just more money. But I like I, I've noticed the sweet spot for people's attention is that twelve to twenty minute range. When you're, I mean, that's a twenty minutes in today's society is a lot to ask of someone, and I mean, and there's a lot of competition, and pe you know, there's always something you know trying to get our attention. So to keep someone's attention for twenty minutes, I I view that as a as a win. Um, anything over the 23 minute mark, you know, cause I get the, I get the numbers, you know, we notice, you know, you know, people dipping off. And sometimes we notice if, uh, if a video just is too long, you know, people, you know, just won't watch it as you know, they won't even click onto it because they know it's something that that's, that's a commitment. That's, so I've noticed that, 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 that like 12 minute mark, that's our sweet spot. That's so interesting to me. And I guess it's a generational thing when I'm on YouTube, yeah. I always, I always gravitate to videos that are longer. 
Like if if I see a video that's very short, like five or six minutes, I don't click on it just because what kind of information am I going to be able to get on this subject in five to six minutes? I'd rather click on one that's longer than 20 minutes because I know I'm getting a lot of detail. So that's very interesting to me. One thing I love, and I'm a subscriber and I watch your videos. One of the videos I love is when you answer questions from the audience. Have you ever gotten any questions that maybe you were a little uncomfortable in answering? Every time. I mean, absolutely every time. But we going back to your original question, what makes us different? I think that's one of the things that makes definitely makes us different. Trust me, talking about my arrest in, in 2012 was not easy. Talking about my painkiller addiction was not easy. But I, I also knew if I was going to do this, there was one of two ways to do it. I could either be completely open and honest or hide, you know, hide all that. And, you know, I, I mean, I deliberated on it. But afterwards, I came up with I got to be I got to be honest. And I because I trusted the public to a forgive me for my mistakes and b understand and find common grounds, because I guarantee you. To the people watching that video, there's someone out there that's had a had an addiction. There's someone that's had a demon that, you know, they don't want the rest of the world to know about. Maybe if I can be the one that, to say, hey, you know, you ain't the only one. I suffered from it, too. That honesty might, you know, might lead them to not only sticking around, but telling their, their friends about it, man. And I think the, the, the funniest one I get is when people want to tell me all the time, they were like, ah, you were you weren't even a mid Carter. And I'm like, OK, I, that's fine. <laughs> like, I I know what I did and did not do in the business. I'm not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes and 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 make it seem like I was more than I was. I wasn't. So, yeah. But, yes, to answer your question, yes, 100%. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James, all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So it's always nice to answer the fluff questions, and it's always easy to answer the fluff questions. So you said, you know, sometimes you get some difficult questions. So here's one for you based on your wrestling career. Who have you been in the ring with that you had the least amount of chemistry with? Oh, my gosh. Least amount? Um, and why? Uh, shoot, that that that's actually a great, great question. Um, wow, I would say probably I had great chemistry with Orton. I had great chemistry, and uh, I had good chemistry with maybe Test. And it was just, and it, but it, it, I think it was because they put Test and I together at the very beginning of my run, and I just wasn't up to par. And then when you have a size disparagement like we had, it's just tough. I remember I learned a valuable lesson at a house show one night. I went, we were, we had a spot called, and we, and I, I missed the spot. 
So I immediately go back to go to the spot and it's blatantly obvious I'm going back to that spot and test, you know, clotheslines me, cuts me off. And as he's picking me up, he's like, he's like, don't go right back to it, bro. <laughs> but I learned, <laughs> you know, I, jobber. I, yeah, you're jobber. And, but I, I felt bad. Test and I became friends really close later on after we were both out of WWE took his WrestleMania 18 spot. So I was not his favorite person. And, you know, I just, I, I know Tess probably didn't enjoy working with me. It was probably written all over his face that he didn't enjoy working with me. And when you're working someone that's just that much size difference, it's, it's just, it's tough. And, you know, especially cause I was so green. So probably, probably test, you know, and it's funny because he would become one of my best friends, you know, uh, you know, when I moved to down to Florida. I feel where you're coming from, Maven, because one of the guys that I had the least amount of chemistry with, and this was no fault of his, was Kane. I always felt that he was so big and so thick that I had a problem manipulating him or moving him around. So I I, I totally uh, understand where you're coming from. Yeah, but I learned from, you know, working big guys, sometimes when you go to an ass-kicking party, you never know who's going to supply the ass. And sometimes that's that's you. And that was always my experience working just big guys like that. Guys like Orton, guys that were my – and you know, Billy Gunn was was on – he was on the cusp of that too just because, like, uh, people don't realize when, like, shaking Billy Gunn's hand, that will humble you quickly. And he's one of the just most – just strongest individuals. I tell people all the time, he's real-life Yellowstone. Like that, what you see on the show, that's him. So I remember I would grab him and then he would grab me and it was two totally different. Yeah, we were working two totally different matches. You know, Maven, you said that doing this YouTube channel, which has obviously been extremely successful, has kept you in the business. Was there a point where it's like you completely separated yourself from the business and didn't want anything to do with the business and then what made you want to have a little bit of contact with it again? Yeah, no, I and I think with age comes just different perspectives. I was really bitter, like I, because I've always known I have something to offer. I don't know what that something is, but I know I can be somewhat entertaining. And the fact that that WWE, you know, just balled me up and talked me aside and wanted nothing to do with me it hurt you know and i'm not gonna lie and i got extremely bitter there for several years and i think with age i just finally i got to the point where i was just like you know what yeah you didn't accomplish everything you sought out to but you, you still did something pretty damn cool you still did something that that a lot of people you know work their work years in the indies that would love to have accomplished man look at it that way um so it's just it's been a just a you know, i'm almost 50 now my my perspectives changed a lot and you know there was about i'd say a good five six year period i wanted nothing to do with wrestling nothing if people saw me and recognized me i would you know you know shake their hand you that guy i would try to not take pictures with them i would just yeah and i would just dismiss them as quick as possible age has brought me back around to just being grateful for what i actually did have well i mean you also think about like your journey like how you got into yeah. the business for that generation was like you lucky self-entitled yeah. son of a bitch how dare you yeah. get into this business i mean you were 
you win a contest, which you think is going to be the greatest thing in your life. And then it's like, oh, guess what? Now you've just been thrown into the Coliseum with surrounded by lions. Lions that fought, lions that lived in the wild. I was, I was a, I was zoo uh, you know, raised. And I'm going into, you know, the, the Coliseum where all these lions that came straight from the jungle. And they, yeah, it took, and I did a video exactly on, on that, how it took a while to get people to warm up to me. And, you know, going into it, it was, man, walking into a wrestling locker room, is that's about the most intimidating thing on earth, on, on earth. So, but I knew if I kept my mouth shut, you know, learned and tried to just get better and tried to make guys I work with look good, then eventually people would come around and it did. So, no, I, regardless of what people think of how I came in, I don't think there's many people that, that wouldn't have taken the opportunity I had. You know? I, I always, Maven, tell me if you agree. I always compare it to being. Yes, Bubba, thrown- I agree. <laughs> you were raised well. Um, being thrown in to the deep end of the pool and it's infested with great white sharks, and you're told not only do you have to swim, but you have to survive. Survive. And yeah, and 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 not only survive, but thrive, you know, because the the wrestling business along with being, you know, intimidating, it's cutthroat. And you know, there's always someone there. The one thing I've learned, another thing with age, is I think where a lot of people make mistakes is is they don't don't know how to handle success. That was the biggest mistake I made. It got to a specific point, and I didn't try to make myself better moving forward. When you don't realize, but once you get to that point. There's other people working because they want your spot. They want that time slot. They want that, regardless of where you're wrestling on the card, they want that. And if you don't get better from that point, you're going to find your time, you know, there short-lived. Maybe we- Dave, I, Dave I'll know, I know you'll understand the comparison. Maybe the situation talking about the, oh, like the overnight success, kind of like any of the rock and roll bands that we used to listen to back in the day. We're talking about Motley Crue, Skid Row, ah. Guns N' Roses. That first hit, that first song hits, and basically overnight, bang, and then all of a sudden, you know, the proverbial sex, drugs, and rock and roll comes with it, and then you that's where we get all these e-true Hollywood stories from, you know? Yeah. With the rise and fall of a, of a band or a performer and even wrestlers. Now, I-, I Absolutely. Uh, we only have about two minutes left, Maeve, and, you, and it's been Dave, great, and we're gonna have to go Dave, longer the next time, but- Can I tell a really quick story, because Bubba, for Bubba? Bubba, so Tawny Katane, God rest her soul, um, I know we all probably remember the video where she was on the hood of the car. So when I did the surreal life, she was one of the cast members on it and they were interviewing us and, and they were like, you told us going into this, that Tawny was one of the guy, the girls that you, you know, you, you had a crush on when you were a child. I was like, yeah, they were like, well, what do you think of her now? And I said, ah, she looks like 180 pounds of chewed bubble gum and they showed it to her. Oh. So then I had heat with Tawny and I felt <laughs> after that. Jeez. Oh no! Yeah. Dave yeah, loves Tony. Yeah, I'm like you said, so God rest. All right, uh, ninety seconds, really quick. We started off with the moment of you eliminating the Undertaker at the Royal Rumble. Just, you know, just a quick like what that moment meant in that in that moment when it actually happened. Well, I mean, I was happy to give him the rub. <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> it gave that that single moment gave me a career. Like, like, and I think it gave legitimacy to the guys backstage that if, it, I mean, if takers, you're doing that for me, 
maybe there was something that I had to offer. You know, I don't think I don't think I have, you know, near the career I had if Taker doesn't do that. I might have got lost in the shuffle. I might have not even ever, ever, you know, came out. I might have stayed in developmental forever. Who knows? Taker did, you know, Taker in, in essence gave me a career by that one night, by that one act of kindness. I mean, what we do is a work. And I've I've said it before. What if I miss the drop kick? What happens then? I'm not starting a wrestling match with Taker. I'm not eliminating Taker from the Rumble. Scotty Tuhati was the next person coming in. He's not eliminating Taker from the Rumble. What the hell happens if I miss that drop wow. kick? Wow. That's crazy. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation Channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.